on the way is a phrase for liminal spaces and moments. We, we say this phrase when we're in between one place and another. On the way means we're, uh, we're at a threshold or in a moment of transition. I'm on the way to the store or I'm on my way home or we haven't reached our goal yet but we're well on our way. Of course in this season we find ourselves living in light of the reality that Christmas is on the way. So on the way is a phrase for the, for the in-between, the, the not quite yet. The truth is, we live in that space. We live in that space. This season of Advent, which means coming, reminds us that we live in the in-between, not yet, on the way space between Jesus' first and second coming. Old Testament prophets, particularly the prophet Isaiah, spoke about preparing the way of the Lord. A reference to the hope that not only would one day would exiled Israel return and find its way home to Jerusalem, but that God, God's self, was coming on the way to rule in the reign in the midst of God's people once again. Christians believe that God did so definitively in Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, God came to live among us as one of us in the person of Jesus Christ. And this same Jesus promises to come again in glory one day. So Advent declares that Jesus is on the way. And therefore, love is on the way. Hope is on the way. Joy is on the way. Peace is on the way. Whether or not people acknowledge it. We all live like something is on the way. In other words, we all deep down long for things like hope and love and peace and joy. Where does that longing come from, anyway? Why do we long for those things? And what does it point toward? Longing means that while you may have some, you want more of it. Where will our ultimate longings for hope and love and joy and peace be met? In the one who came and who promises to come again. In the one who said, I am the way. Here's the other thing about ways. They are paths. A way is the road that you travel to get to a particular destination. But it opens up into to metaphor to also suggest a choice or series of choices or actions that we take. In other words, not just the route that we take, but the way that we go on the way. Like the way we talk, the way we use our influence, the way we treat one another, the way we raise our children, the way we worship, the way we feel, the way we get ready for Christmas. This is the way we do or say something, right? Well, God made a way for Israel, for freedom in Exodus, but also set before them a way, a particular way to live. 
who in the midst of this season of longing and anticipating the celebrating of Christ's first coming and hoping for his second, in the midst of this in-between season that reminds us of, of what's on the way, that reminds us of just actually how much of life is lived in those threshold spaces, we remember that the way we live on the way matters. That the way we live on the way matters. In other words, what we all long for in all of their fullness, love and hope and joy and peace, we are also called to live out right now. Love, joy, hope and peace are on the way, we declare, and we are called to live in the way of love and hope and joy and peace. That's what we will explore together this Advent season. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow us, transform us, that we might bear fruit for, for you and your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture readings this morning um, from the lectionary for Advent for this season um, are two. One from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians and then from the Gospel of Luke. Listen for God's word. 1 Thessalonians 3. 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you, given all the joy we have because of you before our God? Night and day, we pray more than ever to see all of you in person and to complete whatever you still need for your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus guide us on our way back to you. May the Lord cause you to increase and enrich your love for each other and for everyone in the same way as we also love you. May the love cause your hearts to be strengthened, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his people. Amen. And then from the Gospel of Luke. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth there will be dismay among nations and their confusion over the roaring of the sea and surging waves. The planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken, causing people to faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. Then they will see the human one coming on a cloud with power and great splendor. Now when these things begin to happen, stand up straight and raise your heads because your redemption is near. Jesus told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that God's kingdom is near. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Man, I tell you, it sure would be nice if Jesus didn't talk so much about signs, wouldn't it? We live in a world where all kinds of people claim to have secret knowledge or be reading the signs that point to, to Jesus' return. You know what I'm talking about, right? These folks who, who look at national disasters or political figures or geopolitical events and conflicts, maybe even astronomical phenomenon, and say, aha, I'm reading the signs the end is near, Jesus is coming back. Why did Jesus have to use that language in the Gospels? It just seems to support the crazies. And yet, I wonder if we overlook the other part of that passage. The part about paying attention not just to the big flashy things, but to little signs too. Small faithful signs of life imbued with potential. 
You see, just after Jesus mentions the sun and the moon and the stars, after referencing shaking planets and crashing waves, he tells a parable about a fig tree. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. He says, pay attention. Pay attention to them. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is near. And we're clearly in the wrong season right now for buds and new leaves, right? I mean, the leaves are falling off of the tree. But, but in your mind's eye, picture what happens in late spring when out of dead-looking branches, small buds, small shoots of green start to emerge. And a bud is a, is a small thing when we observe it, but it is full of generative life because it will produce leaves which will then in turn sustain a tree. We know and we, we see them that summer is indeed on the way. Not, not fancy, flashy signs and cues, but small, faithful signs full of potential. I, I don't know about you all, if your kids or grandkids are doing this already. Our children certainly are. This season is always filled with such anticipation. The children asking daily, right? How many more weeks? How many more days? How many more hours till it's Christmas? And they seek out all, all manner of signs, like when certain light displays go up in our neighborhood, or uh, when certain decorations go up, or you know, when we put up the tree, hang the stockings, mail the list to Santa, etc. There, there are so many things, right, that cumulatively begin to point to Christmas coming, like holly jolly signposts all over the place. Many of them are flashy, some not as much. What if what we really should be looking for and noticing are signs of love? What if like small buds of a tree that point to the arrival of summer? We know that Jesus has come, is coming, and is on His way when we see small acts of love being done. It was Mother Teresa who said, we can do no great things, but only small things with great love. And over the course of days and months and years, these small acts done with great love for others begin to make a way, begin to make a way of love marked with small acts, budding like leaves everywhere, pointing to that ultimate love that came, that comes and will come again one day. This way of love, this, this budding of love is what Paul prays for, for the church in Thessalonica. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. May the love cause your hearts to be strengthened, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes. And Paul is not just talking about an affection or feeling. The way of love is not a feeling that happens to you. It's an action. It's a choice to seek out the well-being of others, of people other than yourself. The New Testament calls it agape. It's love that is unconditional and on behalf of another. It's the love we see displayed in the life and ministry of Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, it, it was like love blooming and, and sprouting along the way as Jesus constantly acted on behalf of, of others. It wasn't just about what Jesus did, it was about how 
Jesus did it. It wasn't just about what Jesus did, it was about how Jesus did it. Love was the manner in which he spoke and acted. The means and the end were the same. The end for Christians is God's work of saving love, the work of God that restores the whole world and us to wholeness. Whoever we are, wherever we find ourselves in history, in geography, in whatever circumstances, we are on the way. We are in the middle of this, in the middle of it, God's work of saving love. And so if we want to participate in the end, in what's coming, in saving love in the, in the kingdom of God, we must do so in a way that is appropriate to that end. The means, the end, to be the same, love. And Paul prays for that way of love would define their life together until Jesus comes back. So for us, as a people also living on the way, as a people who long for love to come in all of its fullness, we are called to both notice and be signs of love along the way, to live out this way of love, to make love the way, to choose daily to seek the well-being of people other than ourselves, even in small ways that might not be noticed in an overstimulated and self-absorbed culture, to make love not just the what, but the how of our lives. Not just the what, but the how of our lives. With Christmas on the way, when, when you look around, do you, do you see signs of, of this kind of love? Are you looking for them? Are you seeking to be a, a budding leaf yourself? Evidence that Jesus comes and will come? I've seen it in the way people I know have cared for their aging parents. I see it in the purchase of food line gift cards and Thanksgiving meal kits. I see it in the way that all of you have, have not allowed COVID to prevent you from checking in on one another with cards or calls or texts. I see it around tables at Granite Acres passing out food. I see it in healthcare workers doing the little things in spite of pressure and fatigue to care for patients. I, I see it in the perfectly timed embrace or phone call when someone felt all alone. I see it in the short note on the napkin in a student's lunch every day. Not earth shattering in nature, not planet rocking, not moon and stars epic, but signs just the same that love himself, Jesus, is coming and still comes. A bud in the otherwise dead-looking tree. Maybe, maybe small when we observe it, but full of life and potential. And at moments when it feels like we're, we're on the way, in this on-the-way space that we occupy between Christ's first coming and His second coming, in threshold spaces, this journey where we all long for perfect love to come at last in its fullness, we are called to the way of love. Love is on the way whenever love is the way. 
Love is on the way whenever love is the way. On the way between hurt and healing, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. On the way between failing and forgiveness, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. On the way between bitter words spoken and reconciliation, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. On the way between loneliness and community, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. On the way between enemy and friend, love is the way. On the way between suffering and restoration, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. On the way between death and resurrection, love is the way. Look for the buds. Be a sign of love yourself. At some point during this, this season, we will go and look at Christmas lights. Now, that's a sign for our family that Christmas is on the way. And you all probably know this, but there are Google Maps that you can look at that, that show you where to find the best, most spectacular Christmas lights nearest to you. Uh, the most spectacular light displays. It'll probably show you the one right behind our house. It is pretty epic, I'm just saying. Those of you who know where we live, <laughs> it's amazing. But, but also, somewhere, many places, there are houses with a few lights, just a few, strung up as best as they could be, pointing to Christmas too. I wish Google Maps tracked acts of love also. I wish we could click and just be able to see all the, the small things being done with great love all around us. See the signs. Be the sign. If people who are vigilantly looking for signs of the apocalypse looked for signs of love and opportunities to love others in small ways, the kingdom of God might actually be closer than they realize. During this season of Advent, we remember the arrival of love, the arrival of love, and look for its fresh arrival. When we love, we are Jesus to one another. We are the advent of God's love. We are its incarnation. And while we are on the way, longing for love to come, we walk in the way of love. Because love is on the way whenever love is the way. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.